0: Welcome, everybody, to He's Not Done Yet. We're so delighted that you're here today, and uh, we just want to welcome you. Uh, Feel free to uh, listen to us on Victory Radio Station. It airs every Sunday at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and we would love to reach out to you and invite you to the First Pentecostal Church. We have church on Sunday morning from uh, 10.30 uh, in Sunday morning. Sunday night, we're back at 7 p.m. and then back on midweek for uh, Tuesday at 7 p.m. We're right there at 1401 Calvary Road. Feel free to reach out to us. And um, if you'd like to visit, text me. You know, you can reach out and catch me at 501-339-8017. That's 339-8017 feel free to text me. I'd love for you to sit with my family, and uh, we'd love to love for you to come. And uh, we're just so so honored. And then you can also catch us on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcast and Google Podcast as well. Well, today's scripture comes from John 15, 11, and 12. These Things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We praise you today, God. We pray that you'd anoint it, Lord, today. Let it fall on good ground, Lord. We love you. We thank you for today, God, and praying for your loving favor. Jesus' name, amen. Hey, don't touch that dial. Stay with us, I promise you. The Lord's gonna touch you today. I'm telling you, hang in there. Stay with us, and uh, I promise you, you're gonna be blessed. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody put
1: your hands together with us tonight. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, our God is worthy to be praised.
0: today is a very special day. I have a dear friend, one of my, I tell you, he's one of my major heroes, I'm telling you. He has, uh, you know, I arrived here 15 years ago and brother Jay Fraley, I mean, he, um, you know, we had been friends uh, before that going back to 19, probably 1998 And uh, we were in the same industry together and working for the same company and and different things and got to know each other. But when I arrived here, when, you know, of course, I arrived here homeless uh, here at the First Pentecostal Church here in North Little Rock, you know, Brother Jay, you know, put his arms around me. um, I mean, helped me in in ways that I can't even explain, Uh, brother, that, uh, you know, you... You did that for me and my family, and uh, I'm telling you, brother, I'm I am so honored that you would come today and uh, Lord, and just come on in and obey the Holy Ghost, brother.
2: Well, I'm honored to be here. Yes, sir. And I'm honored to be to be your friend. I, I really am. Uh, the Lord's been good to us. Um, what what I thought about talking about today is my quest to get closer to God, and I'll probably be a little emotional because it's it's a very it's a very close, uh, dear subject to me. Um, that quite frankly, I've spent a lifetime um, getting to this point. Um, no pun intended, but it's it's taken me all my life to get to this point. Um, as a child, uh, being raised in the church, the best church in the world with uh, the best leadership, um, it's all I've ever known is, is the First Pentecostal Church in North Little Rock. Um, the opportunity to be raised in our church its just uh, phenomenal. Uh, I've seen uh, the growth in prayer. I've seen uh, growth in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, but as a young child, um, at four or five years old, I got a desire that I really, really wanted to be close to God. I wanted to have a special relationship. Um, I wanted a very deep, deep, deep relationship with God. Um, I didn't want to be a friend of God. I wanted to be just a a relationship where at any time, I could just feel His presence. And that somehow that the Lord would just be in me, through me, and just anything I did, the presence of God would be there. And um, I started at a very, very young age with that desire. Um, with that desire to get close for God to God, um, it came a battle with the flesh, and then a battle with um, uh, the other side, with with Satan and different things like that. Um, I started seeking real hard for the Holy Ghost at six years old. Um, when when I started seeking for the Holy Ghost, I would pray. I prayed every service. I'd pray uh, they'd have to come get me to quit praying. I wanted to receive the Holy Ghost i wanted i wanted a relationship like Samuel did with God um, uh, and and many of the characters in the bible i just i just desired that I've always desired to feel the presence of God and and just soak up the presence of God uh, it would be on my mind all the time and and i remember i remember being scared if I didn't get the Holy Ghost and the lord come back that I'd spend time in you know, eternity in hell, and that, that would scare me. Um, listen to Sister A.O. Holmes preach. I uh, went through many of them scared, being very, very, very scared. Um, but the desire to see God and feel His presence always overrode that. It always became a priority. Um, from six to about nine or ten years old, every night I'd have a visitation. Um, that was not good. Uh, black things that tried to suffocate me and all different things and and I didn't understand all of that. Um, it it was very frightening. Um, I didn't really talk to anybody about it, uh, but I knew that it was part of the battle in my in my young mind. Um, I, I received the Holy Ghost at nine years old. I uh, got baptized. And in the wonderful name of Jesus, and um, around 10 years old, I remember laying there, having another episode that night of whatever it is, it decided to come in my room, whichever side of the bed it was, whatever it was doing, sometimes it would, uh, it just, a lot of different situations, and I just, I had called on the name of Jesus before, but I really got serious about calling on the name of Jesus and ask, asking God to... Um, Get rid of this thing that was after me. And with, and I remember, remember the dominion that the Lord showed me to take over that at at a very young age uh, a dominion over a demonic spirit that was actually trying to take over. Um, And somewhere that night, with the name of Jesus being. Manifested and um, them they've never been back, and uh, I, I remember that very vividly because that was a rough time, especially as a, as a young uh, young child. So as as time went on, especially with our church, um, church services so valuable. We had prayer meeting. Uh, we was always as youth. We're just continually doing something and being involved in our church and uh, continually growing. Um, uh, Bishop never let anybody slow down in, in any area, so we're always being pushed. and But the desire to get closer to God, I wanted to reach a point. I really didn't know where I wanted to reach, but I knew I needed to reach somewhere very, very deep, and I never really could get there and it always disappointed me that I never could tap into the well that I wanted to tap in and the the desire just grew stronger and stronger Uh, and I remember when Bishop really started the prayer um, pushing the prayer and we would come up there and pray and but I never really established a prayer life like I needed to I didn't understand it now I've been taught all of it. But being raised in the church, um, a lot of times the young people that um, are doing good, they have a tendency to get overlooked. Um, The the ones that are not doing so good kind of get the attention. Um, I learned how to keep people away from me by doing everything that I needed to do. Um, and as far as what I mean by that is, um, I, I was praying, I'd worship, I did everything. Um, I, I've always been able to uh, flow in the Holy Ghost in tongues very easy. The, the Lord, that's one thing, the Lord's um, been able to pray in, in, in tongues has always um, blessed me. Um, and even even with that, with the spirit of discernment and, and the other things that the Lord's allowed me to be part of, um, I never really got close like I really wanted to. And without establishing a prayer life um, like I needed to, uh, I, I fasted a lot, but I didn't establish that consistent prayer life. It was it was on and off. Um, but I, I was considered up to a point um, somebody that you didn't have to worry about because I, I, was, I was in church, um, um, uh, one of the leaders uh, as far as with, with, with the youth, uh, and it, it all worked out just fine. But at one point, um, I, started, I started getting um, away from God. And I I couldn't get deep like I wanted to without realizing it was my own fault. It wasn't God's fault. Um, So as as time went on, um, around 17 or 18, uh, as most people experience, you get a little smarter than you've ever been in your life around that time. And at that point, uh, I became what I considered... um, holier than thou, because uh, I let a Pharisee spirit get a hold of me, Um, and I remember thoughts such as, um, since the Lord's given me these gifts, um, I've got to be better than other people, and everybody else is going to hell except me and our church, and I went through a period of time where I honestly believe that because I just thought that I'd been doing everything right. Um, but I knew in my heart that I wasn't doing everything right. Uh, my flesh basically took over and it, it, it grew and it grew. And, and when it come to witnessing and things um, and even doing Bible studies back at the time, I handled everything wrong because I was arrogant about it. And knowing knowing that now when I look back, I wish I could have erased that thought process out of my out of my life. But uh, in a sense, I'm glad that I lived through it because I can recognize that type of stuff. Um, so as time went on through there, being with that thought process of I'm better than everybody. Um, and we're all going to heaven and everybody else is going to hell. Uh, the Pharisee spirit, which I've said I've called it, I really started backsliding. And um, in my case, I didn't just up and backslide um, just quickly. It, it's a small step here, it's a, it's a small decision here. Um, it's your thought process that starts changing. And um, I was still doing everything that I knew to do because that's all I—that's all my life had been—is church. Um, the appeal to to sports—I um, went through that phase. It wasn't the biggest—the biggest phase in my life, uh, but I do understand it. Uh, I do understand the appeal. Um, I understood the appeal that the—that the world world pulled, um, because it does offer and paint a picture that if you're not established, it's very easy to pull you that direction. And and the, the steps to getting established uh, in the Holy Ghost and having spiritual maturity at a young age um, is very, very critical. Uh, I, I didn't get established, and most of it was just my choice because I honestly didn't know how to get established because there's a lot of things that I didn't understand. Um, Even having all the resources that I've had, I've got very wonderful parents. Um, um, Very uh, just many, many resources. But when you don't ask questions and somebody don't take the time with you and they don't notice that you need help, sometimes somebody can kind of slip through the cracks. Um uh, so somewhere around 22, 23, uh I, I really was started really backsliding. At 24 years old, I made a decision that I wasn't going to go back to church and I also wasn't going to pay tithes no more. Um it was a conscious decision. Um I, I remember thinking about it, thinking that I never reached that well that I wanted to reach. Uh, I never was able to tap into it, and surely it wasn't my fault. It had to be God's fault. Uh, everything that had been told to me was a lie, and I remember thinking that, and then I remember thinking, well, I've been religious too. Um, um, I've, I've I've been the religious, and, and I remember that didn't work either. Um, I'm the only one that's going to heaven. Everybody else is going to hell. That didn't work either because I wasn't happy, and um, I remember deep in my heart, deep in my heart, the longing, the longing for God that always stayed there, to to reach, reach God very, very, very deep. Um, I I I never never have longed for a relationship that was just a superficial relationship, even though I lived that for years. Um, I felt like I tried to get closer. Um, and without the complete understanding and people working with you and somebody coming along and encouraging you and, and that type of stuff, it's very hard. It's very hard for people to, to make it. And it's so valuable to be able to come up to somebody and just shake their hand and say, how are you doing today? Do you need anything? Um, um, my best friend today... Um, I don't talk to him very much, but who made the biggest impact on my life about how to treat people besides bishop and pastor is Mark McCarthy. Um, when I was around 10 or 11 years old, um, he would always come up and tell me hi. He would say, how are you doing? Um, the rest of the men in church, um, the young people was just young people. Um, they really didn't take us under their wing and try to help us, and and come by and say how you doing, and just a little encouragement here. You're doing a good job. Uh, Just just something to to build up a confidence. Um, but when Mark done all of that, he he impacted the rest of my life like he he never knew what happened, and I didn't know it either. Um. Uh, so 24, I, I made a decision to, to not come back to church. Um, it, I wasn't getting what I needed. And once again, I'll say it's my fault. Um, I went and I got involved in drugs. Um, I got involved in, in, in a lot of things that I should not have. And somewhere around the end of my 24th year going on to twenty five. Um, I felt the presence of the Lord leave me. Um, the Scripture said that the Spirit of God will not always strive with man. I, I remember. I remember the day that this happened. He he lifted his hand off of me. Uh, he said, "Your my protection is no longer there because this is what you want." Uh, little did I know. The road that I was going to go down, how, how, how Satan just takes you, and he he has rule of your life at that time because because God's protection is not as strong as it has been, or it's not even there. Um, and through this period in my life, it 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 was it was very blurry. Um I, I would question God a lot and not get an answer. Um but the desire to be close to Him it grew stronger and it grew stronger. But I couldn't come to church. I couldn't I couldn't be around church people. Um not because I didn't want to, that's really all I knew. It was just I wasn't allowed. I, I believe the Lord says said, um, here's what you wanted, so I'm going to let you have it for a period of time, and in 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 the process of in a process of time, um, the dark side actually come after me quite a bit. I don't like to give them that much credit because they're nothing that they're pumped up to be. Satan, he's just an imp. Um, there was a lot of pull to that side. Um, don't really want to go into all that at at this moment but i've seen a lot of different things um but i also understood understood the power of god i understood the dominion of god i understood what i was supposed to do and where i was supposed to be um but i didn't have the opportunity to do it because the lord wasn't pulling me back yet um Whenever he lifted his hand off of me, um, I'm going through another phase. I'd already received the Holy Ghost when I was young. Um, I had went through some stages in life where I didn't get established. I I went through a phase of being the Pharisee spirit. Uh, Now I'm going through a phase of, of bad decisions multiplying daily. And daily, and it's just um, um, experiences and bad decisions just kept kept building up and building up, and uh, it's like Satan just took me, and and without the presence of God over your life, it's like he he almost takes you as your playground, and he just kind of does what he wants. And the next thing I knew, I come to a realization one day that. A few years went by, and I, I, I need to make a change. But a person can't make a change unless the Lord starts drawing them. And that's where people that inter, have intercessory prayer, it's so valuable. Um, our, our wonderful sister Burr, we just celebrated celebrated her her going to heaven, she told me after I got back in church that she prayed for me every day. Um, my mom prayed, there were several people that prayed. Um, Sister Jean McPherson told me after I got back in church that she had many a night praying, praying for me. And it was one of them prayer meetings, one of them prayer meetings somewhere that, that the Lord allowed my conscience to start coming back. And I, I do believe that the intercessory prayer that multiple people was praying is the reason that I'm back in church now. I believe that God said, I'm done with this man who doesn't respect me. I'm going to take my presence off of him. He's had all these opportunities and I'm going to go and I'm going to go find somebody else that wants to love me. And intercessory prayer brought his attention back to me. And his grace and his mercy allowed me to start being pulled. I'd feel slight tug in my heart. You know, I, I need to get back to that deep, deep, deep desire that I want to really feel God. And... It, it It's all so confusing. It's all, what do you do? How do you do it? How do you... Uh, with all the bad decisions I've made in my life and the things that happened over and over and over that are unfixable. Um, we, we tend to make decisions that make life, things in life, unfixable. We cannot fix them. Uh, they're going to stay with you the rest of your life until God steps in. And as the presence of God started drawing me back uh, with the knowledge that I had I I knew everything I had to do but with all the baggage I had and everything that I had created um, the the Lord just started pulling me back tugging me back tugging and and I recognized that the Lord was opening up the door back to get back to him and and it took a while it took 13 years for me to get back i remember going back to church still to this day do not know why i went back my mom asked me to go um i went back one night um i never will forget this night because i went back um, as a backslider Um, i had a list um i had a list of things that i wasn't going to allow happen um i wasn't going to allow the preaching to affect me um i wasn't going to allow uh, if anybody asked me to pray I'd already made up my mind i wasn't going to pray um i had probably about 10 things i don't really remember now but i do remember having a lot of items that i had made up my mind that i wasn't going to do um i was going to go there and that's all that was going to happen but my heart was open somehow because the lord started drawing me back and and that's my first prayer for people Lord just start drawing them back because if that heart gets opened up that small crack in, in that armor um, of I'm not going to do this once that crack opens up that's all the Lord needs that's all the Lord needs is just a little bitty space to get in and fill your heart up so we I went to church and Brother Wade Townley i a little side note here when, when when a man of god follows the will of god and follows the holy ghost um there's a reason and i'm forever forever grateful that he just followed the holy ghost that night he told me later that it was his first time to have an opportunity to preach in our church and um from what i understand to be able to preach at our church um um it's it's a high honor to be able to do that and so he had an opportunity to to preach and the lord started moving in his signature song uh he starts singing it and he starts singing um i know everything's gonna be all right and he sung it and he sung it he kept singing and he kept singing and he would not shut up. He wouldn't <laughs> shut up. He would not preach. Because I had I done made up my mind, I'm not going to move. And I remember gripping the top of the pew and squeezing and saying, I am not moving. I am not moving. But all I could hear is everything's going to be all right. And the Holy Ghost flowing. And it wasn't long and then the next thing I know, Bishop's down there praying, and the Lord refilled me back with the Holy Ghost. Ooh, and when he he lifted when he lifted his his presence off of me, I remember it very vividly. But I remember even more vivid when he put it back in my life, oh, thank you, and I remember the obstacles that I had to overcome. And the only, the only way I knew how to overcome the obstacles was lean on God, because I'd already proven, I'd already proven 38 years of my life how many mistakes I could make. I'd already proven it. I'd have proven everything I tried wasn't working. And I remember talking to Bishop and asking his advice. And he told me, he said, just get your foot on the rock and everything will work out. And that doesn't sound like a whole lot of advice, but it was the best advice he could give me. He also asked me if I would help him. If I would help him, and I would put my energy into helping him never let somebody slip through the cracks like like I did. And I promised him at that time that I would help him with everything in my heart, that I would help him, that my energy would go that way. Um, we, at that point, then, we started the journey. I told Bishop, I said, Bishop, I want to be the person behind you. I want to be the one you can look at. You can look over your shoulder and say, I need this to happen. And I want you to know that you can count on me. Um, I don't need you to shake my hand. I don't need you to pat my back. I just want to be that person you can count on. Um, I also told Bishop, I'm not going nowhere. Uh, I'll be in this for the rest of my life. Um, I've tried everything else. And the presence of God is the best thing that you can have. And that, that started a journey that's been wonderful i've been a, I've been able to help in many many areas, many areas in the church um, the Lord's blessed there and it it amazes me how how the Lord actually works and how how he takes a life and he'll put it back together and he takes broken things and he makes he makes broken lives. I'm alive, but I remember I remember after leaving Bishop's office, being confused because I knew what he meant by putting my foot on a rock uh, that everything would work out, just get on just get grounded. but I still wanted that deep walk with God. that was my main desire. And I remember telling God if He would lead me to get to where that well, the only way I can describe it is i wanted I wanted to punch through the water level with the well and it would just it would just always just gush up, and I would always feel the presence of the lord um I wanted to be very, very sensitive to God. I wanted that—that that was my desire. I just wanted to feel God. I want to. Uh, that's my desire. Uh, service in the church doesn't mean anything if I can't feel God. Um, it, it it it's there, there's a lot of things that's been wonderful, but the most wonderful thing that happened is is my quest for God and the desire. The desire to get closer to Him, and and the knowledge, the the knowledge that He's right, right inside of me. He's right around me, that I don't have to worry about anything. That even with my bad decisions, that 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 to this day, there's some of them that we're still taking care of. Um, but He's there and i remember i remember lord i remember walking down that hallway saying lord i'm going to get my foot on the rock and i'm going to i'm going to get that well that i wanted I, i'm going to get it whatever i do if it takes me the rest of my life i'm going to do it and through the process of time with many 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 different situations and prayer and fasting the Lord has allowed I turned around somewhere in my life a few years ago 10-12 years ago and I realized that the Lord had allowed me to feel Him like I want to and I really can't tell you the time it happened or a certain thing that happened, except the steadiness. It's the steadiness of a prayer life, the steadiness of supporting my pastor, supporting my church, um, the steadiness of continually um, doing what I can to uh, encourage people. Um, There's many a story that goes along with these, and we just time... we'd we'd be here a long time (laughs) but the presence of God is what I have sought for sought for Um, I wanted wanted to be underneath his wings I want his wings to pick me up when I'm down Uh, that's always been my desire Um, I don't want to be a super spiritual person I just want to feel the presence of God I am not worried about hell uh, the hell is the last thing on my mind what I want and I, heaven is not really on my mind but what I do want to be is spend eternity in God's presence yeah. everything else will just work itself out yeah. and if I can just clear my conscience today and I'll say right now if I've offended anybody I apologize I, 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 I want to make sure everything's right i I. I try my best to repent, I've I've made every day, I know I've done something somewhere and my flesh is ornery. I've got an ornery flesh so I I know somewhere I'm gonna have to repent to somebody or something and I try to make sure I do that. And what has happened, what has happened is in spite of what I've done, in spite of my bad decisions, i've got really good kids really good grandkids um, service not very long ago had every one of my grandkids 10 grandkids down front two of my girls their husbands my boy and his wife we we was all down front and and and, and my wife's with me and and i was thinking Lord, you've been good. How do you have a whole family that's down there and with the things that I've proven that I can mess up and you've proven you can come in and fix? How how do I deserve any of this and I don't? But it sure is wonderful. It sure is wonderful living in the presence of God. I don't consider myself a real spiritual person. Um, I battle my flesh all the time, but I sure enjoy being able to talk to God and and feel His presence. It's just the most wonderful thing that could ever happen. And I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to many a good year. I'm looking forward to the best years of our life. The things that we have in um, in the future. I'm looking forward to the new church. I'm looking forward to all the new people we have coming in. Hallelujah. The, 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 the people that the Lord's going to change their life, the opportunity oh. to reach out to them. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, and the new people that God's bringing to our church um, that, that's just contributing. It's just, it's so, so wonderful just to live for God. So wonderful to live for God. And and when you're a hungry like I am, I'm telling you, Lord, I argue with the Lord all the time. say, Lord, I don't really want to do that. And to this day, I haven't won an argument. And I don't expect to win one. But I do expect, if I do everything I'm supposed to, that I'm going to live eternity with it. That's right. And brother, I guess I'm done. Well, praise
0: God. Well, did you enjoy that? I know I did. That sounds like victory to me. Brother that brother, brother, I'm telling you what When you talk about your family Oh my yes, yes. Woo, God I thank you for yes, Lord. it Lord I praise Hallelujah. you for it Oh doing. Jesus you've been so good been to good us too, God Lord. Heat we my yay, yay, Lord I believe you Lord oh, God. Thank, thank you go, Jesus thank, thank you Lord it. for doing thank it Thank you for my good brother Lord Hallelujah oh, that, I'm oh, telling you I love God. this man I tell you he's He's right there at the right time. I tell you, I can. I'm telling you what, Brother Fraley. That I'm telling you, touched us today, and uh, we're going to invite our pastor in to sing a song, and it's called "Worth."
3: You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth. So you cleaned me up